Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Welcome to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. If you're a business coach and want to help more people make more money and own your backyard, go to brxteam.com. We are coming live to you on the High Velocity Radio Show and the Business Radio X Network. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic show. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast executive coach and career strategist, Miss Elizabeth Kuratsa. How are you? I'm good, Stone. How are you today? Great. Thank you. Well, Elizabeth, before we get too far into things, can you talk a little bit about your practice? How are you serving folks? Sure. Yes, yes, yes. I would be more than happy to. So basically, people usually come to me because they want to excel in their careers. They they want to have an effective presentation. They want to give a pitch to people uh, where they're authentic in their pitch, but they also get what they want. They're looking to get a raise, maybe get that job they've always wanted, um, and maybe even work on their own personal brand. So Usually, when somebody wants one of those things, they will seek me out. And um, but you always weren't in the coaching business, right? You uh, you were on TV. You were in the media. Yes, I was a television anchor at Reuters, uh, Reuters Television, for many years, and I ran the U.S. China Business TV news desk there. So I was a television anchor, and I reported on finance and traveled the globe and basically um, reported from the stock exchanges and, and interviewing top billionaire investors, CEOs, executives. Um, but I decided to make the transition because I noticed that my favorite part of the job was when I would be, you know, before an interview chatting with a guest. And if I noticed that they were nervous or, in, or, or nervous or like maybe sweating or anxious about being on air, being able to give them the tips and tools to speak with confidence, to feel better about themselves, and then, you know, having them potentially even thank me after the interview um, was so rewarding, was so rewarding. So I realized that I wanted to be able to give people tips and tools so they can speak with confidence and they can feel better about themselves and, and basically get what they want. So that's why I decided to change industry. But I still do um, quite a bit of television and, and radio work, but now as a TV contributor, as a coach expert. Now, when you're working with uh, that executive or um... – I'm assuming that's where a lot of your work are with business executives that have to speak in the media. Is that a lot of your clients? Yeah, I mean, I have uh, executives or, or uh, middle manage uh, middle manage employees, people that are starting their own businesses. Um, it kind of runs the gamut. But yes, yeah, so I help people with on air pre presence, also you know presentation skills and. And basically just getting more strategic and setting those goals to basically get what they want. Now, how did the, how did you kind of come up with a methodology? Like I, I can understand how you would be able to help somebody with their communication skills and their clarity of message skills, because that seems like a logical transfer. But how do you help them with the personal branding side and the kind of more soft skills? Well, yeah, I mean, 
if you're working for a company or a business, you know, obviously you're working for that company, for that brand. But what about you? And what about your own personal brand? Because you might not be with that business or that company forever. So you want to make sure, like you mentioned, you're developing those soft skills and you're developing your own personal brand and you're getting out there on social media and and posting, posting about potentially a presentation that you've done or a meeting that's gone well or, you know, something that shows you in a positive light and even potentially as a leader. Because when you're posting on something like LinkedIn, um, you're staying relevant and top of mind, even if it's if it's just an article, people will remember you more because they're seeing your name out there. Now, when you're working with your clients, can you walk me through like what's that onboarding when you start? They You begin the relationship, they find you probably through your website or social media and they say, you know what, Elizabeth, I'm struggling in this area or my boss yelled at me about this and I have to do a better job. So what does those first kind of sessions look like as you're, as we're getting to know each other and you're um, beginning to help me? Well, yeah, that's a great question. And what I would say is I ask people as, as we're starting together, you know, what is it that you really want to work on? What is it that's bothering you? Or what is it that you want to do? And, and which goals do you want to set to get yourself to that next level? So we have that discussion um, of what it is that they want to do, what it is they're worried about, or what is holding them back from asking for what they want, for asking a client for what they want. Because often, sometimes we'll tell ourselves a story where, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't ask that because then they won't like me. Or maybe I shouldn't ask that because maybe they won't think um, I'm I'm a good business person because I'm, I'm looking for more sales. Sometimes we tell ourselves these ridiculous stories that hold ourselves back, and we all do it. And I help people get past that, get through that, and help them practice their pitch or their ask ahead of time so they feel comfortable and confident. And the more you do it, the more experience you get with it, the better you are and the more comfortable you are when it's when it's go time or show time. Do you find that um, people think that they're not smart enough, that they're not kind of um, qualified enough to do some of these roles and they do need somebody to help them either inspire them or to, to believe in them kind of more than they believe in themselves? Yes, I think we all do. I think there's areas in all of our lives or our business lives where we are self-doubting. And I tell people that is normal. That is normal. You're just second guessing yourself because that may be an area of insecurity for you. Like, for example, I help a lot of people with, you know, presentation, getting up there, or even those one-to-one meetings with someone when the pressure is on. And I tell them, okay, have a bit of a strategy going into the meeting or the presentation. So what is the main point or the main goal of the meeting? Okay, what is it that you need to get out of this? And what is it that you want the person in front of you to get out of it? Then think about the fact that people do not retain the majority of what you tell them. After a few weeks, it's something like, 8%. So let's, let's really think about three key pointers that you want to hit and and get across. So they're walking away from the meeting saying, Oh, well, this is what I remember. I, I do remember these three things that they mentioned. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the meeting, 
what is it that you want? You have an opportunity to ask for what you want. What is the call to action? This person is in front of you. You've got their time. You've got their attention. Think about it in advance. Plan it in advance. Write it down in advance that I'm not going to leave this meeting until you know I'm able to express this or I'm able to ask this. Do you find that most people don't really look at their career as having kind of a story arc, but they're just kind of reacting to whatever opportunity presents itself at any given moment? I do. I do. I think a lot of people do go through life and do go through their business life um, just kind of navigating, you know, just kind of going along and, and like you mentioned, just kind of taking on whatever comes at them. But you want to have a plan. You want to have a vision for that business life. You want to think about, okay, what is it that I want? And if I say, I always tell people, if there are no obstacles, you know, what, what would you be doing? Let's just, let's just think about like, if it, money was no object, location, let's just think about what really fulfills you, what really excites you. Um, and let's set that vision. Let's write that vision down. And then from there, we can set goals goals as to, you know, oh, I want to ask for this raise, or I want to change industries, or I want to start my own business. Um, and then we map it out. We write the goals out. We set a timeline, and it doesn't stop there. Then we have a little action plan for each goal to make sure it happens. And then after that, we schedule it in our calendar. Because often you can write your goals down, but then you don't look at the at your goals paper um, or your goals document for months, and you've completely forgotten. So you want to make sure you have reminders that those goals are printed out, they're visible, and that you've got those calendar reminders so you get them done. And that's a good um, a good reason to have a coach, right? Just for the accountability and support, and to remind you of what your goals are to keep you on track. Exactly. And that's exactly what a coach can help you do. You'll tell your coach or my clients, let me know, you know, what they want to work on and what they want to achieve. And I follow up with them and I constantly follow up with them to see how they're doing, how they're moving along. So, you know, there's, it's so rewarding when a client attempts to be and say, oh, I got that raise or I got the promotion or I, I killed it on this presentation. And it's like, it is so fulfilling. Um, for me to hear that, that I was able to take, you know, a small part in that, in that victory and help somebody accomplish their dreams. Now you mentioned that um, throughout your career, you've had the chance to travel around the world. Um, Do you see culture coming into play or different cultures? You have to attack coaching a little differently depending on the culture of the client. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, when I even was working at Reuters, one of our, we're a wire service. So one of our biggest clients was CCTV, Chinese Central Television. And Asia is, is different than um, America in some ways, culturally speaking. So you do want to, if you have clients in India or China, you want to do your research to make sure that you're also able to serve them and be able to communicate with them in the way that that really works well for them individually and culturally speaking. So yes, I definitely agree. Now from a, uh, I understand from a communications standpoint, that makes sense, but what about culturally? Are there differences on how somebody in Asia approaches their career or would the strategy be similar of somebody in America, how their career would kind of blossom uh, in contrast with somebody in Asia? 
mean, I think it's all individual. I think it depends on on what they're they're looking for. I think that you know, in Asia, the clients, some of the clients that I've worked with, you know, uh, particularly are looking for able to speak with more confidence and get more comfortable um, asking for what they want. So. Per, for example, potentially there are some areas in Asia where uh, you're kind of taught. Some parents teach their kids that, you know, to be a good worker and a big good student, you keep your head down, you do your work, you don't ask questions, you don't question authority. So in some cases, I've helped my clients get used to self-promotion because here in the U.S., it's like if you don't self-promote in an authentic way, no one else is going to do it for you. I had one client, for example, um, he was a top director and he wanted that promotion. And I said, okay, well, let's let them see you in more of a leadership role. Uh, what else have you done in your career? And he told me that he was one of the a top, um, top role in the U.S. Navy. And I had no idea. And I was so impressed. And then he told me he was, you know, in charge of launching uh, Tomahawk missiles. And I was just like, wow, if that's not leadership and if that's not, you know, people trusting you with, with their lives, I don't know what is. So let's incorporate that into some conversations or, or let's bring in some of your, your Navy medals into the office and display those so people know what kind of leader you really are. Um, so, so that's, that's often what I, I work on with, with my clients. Because a lot of the time the client just takes it for granted or downplays it, but to outsiders, it could be something that's super impressive and they don't appreciate it as much as an outsider will. Exactly. I mean, the stories that I hear, I mean, often what I let people know is when the pressure's on and they're feeling self-doubting or they're second-guessing themselves, let's think about a story or let's think about a scenario in life where you were really up against the wall and you didn't know if you could pull it off and you pulled it off and you surprised yourself, but you did it. And it was a great feeling and you had that feeling of victory. So I encourage my clients to think about that when the stakes are high and you're feeling a little bit self-doubting. And some of the things that I've heard, it's just, it's just unbelievable. And I think that sharing, um, sharing some of these stories and, and remembering um, the victories you've had yourself really does help with self-esteem and confidence in those moments when we most definitely need it. Right. Because you, um, you know, when you're feeling down or you're, maybe you're burnt out to be reminded of some of your successes and having a bunch of data points of being successful, that can kind of revive you and to uh, get you going again. Exactly. Exactly. It takes, you know, self-esteem and confidence um, up to another level, a level where you want it. it. It puts you in a great state of mind and you want to be in a good, supportive, um, concrete state of mind when, when you really need to be, when it's showtime, when you're in front of people, when you're presenting, when you're in the business world. Because we want to deal with people who are confident. We want to buy from somebody that has certainty. People want certainty. People want to buy certainty. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. If you're a business coach and want to help more people make more money and own your backyard, go to brxteam.com. 
Elizabeth Stone Payton here with Business Radio X. One observation and then at least one question. <laughs> My observation is this. I haven't really even been involved in this conversation, but there's something about your presence. Um, I, I can tell that you enjoy your work. You must find it incredibly rewarding, but I, I got to tell you, I feel better about myself and inspired and invigorated just by hanging out, listening to you talk. So <laughs> w- uh, whatever it is, you've obviously got it. And, and, and we're doing this over the phone. We're not even doing it in a in a studio. <laughs> so uh, uh, thank you for, for that. And, and congratulations for that. You, you've obviously found your calling. Um, my question is this. I am not out in the marketplace uh, as a coach, but I do find myself wearing that hat as a coach, a mentor, uh, a, a part of our support system here at Business Radio X for our studio partners. We have eight, I guess, nine if you count us. And I'm one of the people that sort of helps them think through strategies and tactics for helping their clients help more people make more money um, in their in their local marketplace. Here's what I'm running into, and I'd love any counsel that you might have to offer on this front on how I can help people move through this. I've um, I, I've got a name for it. I call it the Bowflex Nine Thousand phenomenon, meaning that. <laughs> A lot of times in these conversations, I, I, I start hearing language from the person I'm coaching that, you know, if I just had this tool or that tool or, you know, as soon as I make that video or get that blog up or if I can get Joe to help me with this graphic, I'm, I'm starting to run into that some. And, I'm, and I've always from day one sort of bumped up against you know, as soon as Aunt Mabel gets, I'm making this up, but you know, as soon as Aunt Mabel gets through her surgery or as soon as the kids get back in school or like this time, timing, resource thing. And I just wondered if maybe you might have some very straightforward, I don't know, go-to questions, comments, exercises, tactics that you might help somebody like me utilize in my day-to-day of trying to help these people achieve some escape velocity and, and work their way through that. Yes, yes, yes. Great question. And of course, thank you for the compliment. Um, And what I would say is really asking them in that moment. So if they were saying, well, you know, I could do a better job at this, or I could have done it this way if Joe had had this, you know, asking them in that moment, really saying, okay, well, this is the product I really want you to deliver this product that you're actually talking about if you had the help from Joe. So what is it exactly that you need to get this done? And how can we get Joe or somebody else on board to help you make this happen? Like really being able to ask people to pinpoint what else it is they need. Do they need a a certain support or are they in need of new tools or a new tool for their, you know, their toolbox um, that can help them do a better job? So you're also able to get the product and the results that you need to run the show and run the team. So keeping, you know, and I can tell you're already a good manager, but, you know, keeping that communication open and asking specifically, is there anything else we could be doing to get this product or to get what you're doing to the next level? Okay. I can tell already, this is why you get the big bucks and why I'm still learning. (laughs) Because what I'm thinking when I'm having this exchange with them quite candidly is, you don't need that tool. You don't need to wait. And, and what I hear you saying is even if maybe you felt that way, you would process the conversation in such a way that if that is the case, you would enable them to self-discover that and or self-discover a path to getting it if they genuinely did need it. 
Yes, yes, yes. Letting them kind of express themselves, let their voice be heard. And, you know, at that moment, you know, you could be saying, oh, that's great. That's good to know. I really appreciate the feedback. Have you ever tried doing it this way? Or I'd love for you to try it. Um, I'm going to give you a couple recommendations and and maybe you could choose from um, this new way I'd like to try because you're already doing it. You obviously know how and you're doing a good job. But let's let's put some new tools in your toolbox so so you can even feel better about this process or deliver a product you're even more proud of. Good stuff, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, in your work, do you do most of your work like this over the phone or um, virtually, or do you do some of your work in person? I do. I do a lot of my work virtually. Um, teleconference or even just by regular telephone. Sometimes I'll have clients who'll say, oh, I really want to do it by Skype or FaceTime or or whatever method they want through teleconferencing. And I'll say, of course. And then I do let them know most most clients do end up doing it on the the regular telephone um, or cell phone, but we can do it however you like. And then it usually ends up that way um, just because it's easy for them and we have that rapport. Uh, sometimes I do meet with clients face to face, or if I'm do if I'm hired by a corporation or business doing a, a workshop, obviously I I'm right there. Now, um, since your background is in journalism, do you have journalists as clients, or you work with them to help them with their personal branding, or maybe some of their skills to hone some of their journalistic skills on camera? I do, I do, because. I think that it's important as journalists or, or in any industry that we're always trying to improve. We never really stop learning. And the more tools and tips that you can have, um, the better off you're going to be. Um, so yes, working with journalists or, or even people that want to improve their, their on-camera presence or have an on-camera presence. Because sometimes you'll be asked to do something at work um, through video and or on the internet you want to post a video for your business or for your own personal brand and let me tell you it is scary when you're first starting out i can remember i was absolutely petrified when i first had to uh, start doing on on air work and doing those stand-ups and i literally i literally thought i was gonna die and i was thinking oh my goodness what am i doing i'm putting myself out there but you know what you know what it was I'll tell you what my biggest fear was and what so many people I work with, their their fear is when they think about having to be on camera or having to be up on a stage in front of people. It's the fear of making a mistake. It's the fear of stumbling or flubbing. It's the fear of not being perfect. So I wish so many years ago I had given myself the permission to, know what, you make a mistake, you move on. You correct yourself, you move on like no big deal. And I wish I had had that because at that point I could have actually exhaled because that is when I figured that out, that is when my career and being on air really excelled for me, when I let go of having to be perfect. So that is what I advise people in my practice now. You make a mistake, you make a correction, you move on. The best in the business make a little flub here and there. It's no big deal. Now, in your when you transitioned from journalist to coach, um, did you join any organization or get any certification? Yes, I did get my coaching certification through the international ICF, the International Coach Federation. Um, obviously, that was very, very important to me. So I did. I, w- I went through that process and it was a great process. And I, and I let people know, you know, if you're interested in coaching, 
sign up for these these programs, you know, and it's funny, sometimes I'll get questions and people will say, oh, you know, was it a couple weeks? I said, no, no, the program was a year. <laughs> it was not a couple <laughs> weeks. And you can do longer programs. There's two-year programs. So, um, yeah, if you're look, if you're thinking about, you know, wanting to be a coach and exploring, I definitely recommend doing doing a program and, and seeing if it is the right fit. And of course, even before that, before you invest your time and money, talking to people, interviewing people, and, and asking um, what their experience is like, the good, the bad, the ugly, the amazing, all of that. So you can really get a good idea if being a coach is for you. Now, before we wrap, I'd like to ask all of our guests uh, to share one actionable piece of advice to help that young new coach out to maybe help smooth out their, uh, their beginning days or uh, eliminate some of their learning curve. Can you share some tips for that new coach to help them kickstart their career on the get it off on the right foot? Yes, and what I would recommend is practicing asking for what you want. Because some coaches are coming from corporate America where you don't have to get the business yourself. The business is there for you. The marketing team or the sales team gets it for you. But all of a sudden, you're a coach and you're doing it on your own. So get a solid pitch together. So people know what what you do, but what you bring to the table, how you differentiate yourself from other coaches, what what value you can bring and practice that, you know, make it short and sweet, right? Less is more. And that's also going to help you when you're pitching yourself or somebody is interested in your services. And when you feel like you're holding back and you're starting to second guess yourself, ask yourself, what have I got to lose? and just go for it. Good stuff, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for sharing your story. If somebody wanted to learn more and have a more substantive conversation with you about your work, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, they can reach me by my website. It's www.elizabeth.com or any of my social media handles, um, which is at Elizabeth, K-O-R-A-C-A. That's it. That's me. <laughs> well, thank you again for sharing your story today. Thank you so much for having me. I had a wonderful time. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. 